Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to I Am Are You, the nation's longest-running lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender radio news magazine, right here on KPFK 90.7 FM at 7. I'm Kareem Ferguson. And I'm Curtis Crick, and I have the distinct pleasure of being here once again, co-hosting with you, my good friend, Kareem Ferguson. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you, brother. I am excited <laughs> to be here on this fair <laughs> Monday it evening. It is excellent to be here co-hosting with you. And we've got another fun and fact-filled show for all lined up for your dining and dancing pleasure this evening. And speaking of pleasure, Ooh, Curtis, this evening we're going to be taking a trip to the happiest place on earth. And on April 7th, one of the gayest that's right. We're talking about Disneyland, the House of Mouse. And we'll tell you why when we hear about their gay days. And later on in the show, uh, Rita is going to be talking to Alec Mappa, who is best known for his portrayal of Song Li Ling in uh, M. Butterfly. But you may also have seen him recently on Desperate Housewives. He'll be telling us about an upcoming stage show of his. And we may, just may, have a uh, ticket giveaway as well. So... Stay tuned out there, folks. Yes, we'll also be hearing from Boyce Hinman of the Lambda Letters Project on the latest developments in Sacramento. And you know what else? We're also going to have the latest national and international news from this way out, as well as our own IMRU news team. And, of course, we'll keep you in the loop with the community calendar. And we're going to have more tickets to give away later in the hour. So you can easily see this promises to be yet another action-packed adventure in the ongoing saga. That is, I am, are you? I am, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. I think that would be really yep. we need. We need like a Raiders of the Lost Ark theme song for... I'm are you, in my opinion, but I could be wrong. No, I, I agree with you, brother. <laughs> let's get things rolling with a trip to the park that Mickey built. At least I hear that he did. First up, it's time to get happy, and Ralph Radabaugh <laughs> is just the man to make it happen. That's right, because he's going to be talking to Eddie Shapiro, who is one of the masterminds behind Gay Days at Disneyland, and he he's also one of the co-authors of the book titled Queens in the Kingdom. Wow. <laughs> but, but actually, the, real, the title is Queens in the Kingdom, the Ultimate Gay and Lesbian Guide to the Disney Theme Parks. Take it away, happy gentlemen. Thank you very much, boys. All right, Ooh, Eddie. Oh, boys. weird boys. We're boys. Man, man, I'm boys. sorry. Ooh. Thank you very much, man. I kind of like the right. way you said boys, though. <laughs> anyway, go ahead with <laughs> your interviews. Welcome to I Am Are You, Eddie. Thank you. All right, let's get started with this interview. Um, let's go back to the very beginning, the birth of this idea. What was, um, when did you come up with the idea? Why did you come up with the idea? And boy, you must be an awfully big fan of Disney. You need to talk to my therapist about that. Um, the, the idea actually uh, for Gay Days, and by the way, I should clarify, Gay Days is actually uh, at Disneyland is in October. This is our mini Gay Day, um, which is, you know, we, we had such tremendous response to the Gay Days that um, people were encouraging us to do a second one. Can we do this more than once a year? So we do a mini event uh, first weekend of April, and then the big bash is the first weekend of October. But the idea came about when um, Jeffrey Epstein, who is the co-author of Queens in the Kingdom with me, and I went to um, Gay Days at Disney World together, and we came back and said, well... Why do they get to have all the fun? We want to do this here in California. And at that time, Odyssey Adventures was doing a, um, a late night gay days in the park. When After the park was closed, then the gays could come in. And we thought, well, that's really icky. It's like, you know, the, the little late night secret. Like, let's sneak in the gays after everybody else is gone. So we're like, fuck that. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. 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 Streaming nationwide. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, 
<laughs> you thought you would I, revisit that. I idea. said duck. I said duck. We all heard me say duck. Um, <laughs> do, as in Donald. It's a Disney. It's a Disney thing. Yep, that's what I said. Um, I'm gonna get you shut down. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> so we're back so now. Anyway, we're, right. We're, we're back. back to the birth we're of back. the idea. <laughs> we're back. Uh-huh. Um, that was a hard labor. And uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, I shouldn't have had that vodka. Um, so uh, yeah, so we we came back from from Disney World ten years ago and decided to do it here at Disneyland and 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 this October will actually be our 10th and this is our fifth mini gay days this year um and it's next weekend so i'm excited are you okay tell us a little (laughs) bit about what are gay days at disneyland well it is what they sound like it it is the day on which thousands of gay people converge on the parks um and what differentiates that from every other day is all of those gay people don't work there um and uh also (laughs) that uh the the attendees all wear red t-shirts um to uh help identify one another if you know just in case the jewelry and the hair product wasn't enough um so um yeah what's what's fabulous about it and 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 people ask frequently why gay days are necessary and and if you stop and think about it um for a lot of people i mean i i was recently in the park holding hands with with a a date and that was lovely but a lot of people don't feel comfortable enough doing that it is america's number one family destination and for gays and lesbians who go, they frequently see straight people engaging in the way that straight people frequently do and feel somewhat left out um, because we can't comfortably do that everywhere. Um, but at Gay Days, you can, and we are, in fact, the majority. Um, and it's it's quite lovely that, that, you know, once or twice a year we have that opportunity. So is there a big... Um population difference between the gay day in the fall and the gay day in April? Is there, what was yes. the need behind is this is the small gay day? The small gay day was is really it's 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 a um, it's a teaser. That's what it is. It's, well, it's a teaser. an appetizer for um, the big gay exactly. day in the fall. So, well, the big okay. gay day, the big gay day actually <laughs> has two two big parties associated with it. There's a dance party this last year. Jennifer Hudson performed, um, and wow. there's a benefit for the Trevor Project that we do on Friday night. This one is there are no um, uh, events like that. It's all just sort of an unofficial gathering, and then we do do things like a single riders gathering, and we do a group group photo, and we do a um, a lesbian's ice cream social, um, little unofficial gatherings, but there's nothing. There's nothing planned. There, there are no contracts signed. There's no insurance taken out for April. <laughs> Whereas in October, it's a much much bigger deal. It's just about the fun. It's just, just about, about the fun, fun. Okay. and it's about getting Eddie a date. Oh, did I say that out loud? That's a second slip <laughs> okay, up. Okay, that's Man. later. We're giving tickets away later. <laughs> um, okay, listen. Let's talk about the hoops you had to jump through in order to pull this event off. Who did you have to go pro? Who did you know? Approach. You have to go talk that's to a a Michael Eisner or who? Yeah. Who's that? Who passed? It's funny that you say approach. That's funny. Um, uh, Actually, no. Truth be told, they are uh, the Disney people are shockingly supportive. I mean, there 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 did have to be a little bit of arm twisting, but as everybody knows, and uh, forgive me for being crass, but Disney just you know they like money, Um, and um, so any time that really all you have to do is is sell them on the idea that you know there's some money to be made. I mean, who do you think is buying all of those? you know, $300 porcelain figurines of Snow White. It's the gays. Um, so they, uh, they, they're they actually, they're, they're they, remarkably supportive. They appreciate that. They do. They're they're very supportive. And they were very supportive of the book. I mean, in fact, if you look at the, the back cover of the book, uh, 
um, when I say book, in case someone's just tuning in, I'm talking about Queens in the Kingdom, the ultimate game that's being guided to the Disney theme parks. Available what a perfect segue to talk wow, about the book. That was, I couldn't have been, been any smoother. I know, right? Okay, when did the idea for the book come up? The idea for the book came out actually when Jeffrey and I went to uh, Gay Days at Disney World that same year that we came back with Ten the idea. Ten years ago. Uh-huh. Ten years ago. We also were um, each uh, on assignment for different magazines to write about Gay Days, and we wrote one article together for Instinct Magazine, um, and that uh, article uh, sparked the interest of a publisher who said, turn this into a book, and I laughed and laughed and said, there's no way this can be a book until they offered a contract, and I said, it's going to be a book. <laughs> so, uh, Money talks, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. So okay. this edition of it that comes out on May 1st is actually a uh, new expanded edition. Um, it's, it's 486 pages, so it's a whopper, um, and it includes the international parks, it includes Orlando and Florida, it includes the cruise line, um, and... All, my favorite part of it are the fairy facts. After each ride description is a fairy fact, which is you know a little useless bit of trivia um, that makes you feel that much smarter than everybody else when you go through the park. And some people need the help in order to feel smarter. So we, we do that for them. You have a lot of um, hi- highlights in the book. Tips on timing, when you should go. Of course, gay day is, is your preference. But there's other days that are, are, are good to go. There's, yeah, every day. Uh, every that day. would be the okay. day to go is every day. Theme by theme guidance, uh, maps. It has uh, top 10 places to share a gay moment. Indeed. Ooh, that sounds... It's like, not what, the what, give, us an exact, give us an example of some of the things. Like, where would... Well, for example, if you are moment, at Disney and... World, you know, you might not think of it, but the Hall of Presidents. The Hall of Presidents is an attraction that is 22 minutes long. It is in the dark. It is air-conditioned, and it's always half empty. So if you want to go for a little bit of necking, you sit in the back, <laughs> and, I mean, if you have to get past the revulsion of, you know, the lifelike George W. Bush who's up there nodding his head. But if you can get past that, but you should listen up for Lincoln because when Lincoln talks, he actually talks about civil rights in ways that are, so listen for Lincoln, make out during the rest. And, you know, it's air conditioned. It's fabulous. That's that's Disney's equivalent of the Tunnel of Love. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Tarzan's Treehouse, Caves, Dark mm-hmm. Caves, and the Haunted Mansion, of course, is a classic for everybody. I made out on the Haunted Mansion not three weeks ago. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, there you have it. I love this interview. <laughs> Um, so the book comes out May 1st, right? The book comes out May 1st. Yes. And we are actually launching um, uh, with a reading at Different Light. Um, so I encourage... When is that? Um, on May 1st at 7 p.m. So uh, anybody who wants to come on down to Different Light and see what we look like in person who doesn't make it to uh, mini-gages this weekend, we will be at Different Light on May 1st. And where might we find information out about both these events, the Fun, event of the book and the event of the... you should ask, because I, I happen to have Bet you have some contact information with you, don't you? We have, for the book, queensandthekingdom.com and mm-hmm. for Gay Days, um, www.gaydaysanaheim.com and that actually has information on both. Um, and really, uh, the mini Gay Day next Saturday, uh, there's, on the website, there's a list of, of timings and events where you can meet up for things like the single riders gathering or the bears meeting and that kind of stuff. So. Oh, wow. Eddie, that sounds like a great time. I'm actually considering it now. I never even thought about it before, but you've made it sound like it's going to be a lot of fun, like I'd expect it to be. Ryan, am I going to have to be looking for you now, or are you just yanking my chain? Somewhere. No, huh? (laughs) Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, listen, Eddie, thanks so much for joining us here in studio and telling us all about Gay Days this Saturday, the 7th, at Disneyland, and also about your new book, which is Queens in the Kingdom, the Ultimate Gay and Lesbian Guide to the Disney Theme Parks. That's a big title. Anyways, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thank you. 
that was you great. for having me. Oh, sure. Hey. I'm sorry for you know getting you shut down. No, it was it was oh, a no. great interview and well worth jeopardizing the station license. <laughs> and we have a time delay, so you know we're, <laughs> we we padded a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. Listen, thanks, Eddie, very much for coming in. Ralph, excellent interview. Again, Gay Day, Mini Gay Day, is this Saturday, April 7th. For more information, you can, as we said before, go to gaydaysanaheim.com, and you can get more info on the book, Queens in the Kingdom, at queensinthekingdom.com. Nice and easy. All right. Thanks for making it so easy, Eddie. Uh, I'm nothing if not easy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Tonight's Spotlight Out artist is the group Sister Funk. You can find out more about this all-female power pop band at www.sisterfunk.com. In the meantime, here they are from their 2001 release, Pursuit of the Groove with Surrender. Sound so sweet that drops from the dark place turns on the heat. This is the fuck, get up, you yeah. got Keep us in the music, doing it right. Black or white, all in between. Take no hit on this, sister. Sister Funk making it. Ah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They sound angry. I know, but <laughs> exciting. Sister yes, Funk. Absolutely. All right. What are we listening to? What are we listening to? Well, you, they are listening to the audience uh, to IMRU, and we are on KPFK, which is 90.7 FM. Uh, we'll be hearing more from Sister Funk later on in the show. We'll also have a conversation with actor Alec Mappa. That's absolutely right. But you know, now to catch up on all the latest doings in the LGBT international scene is the gang from This Way Out. So take it away. I'm Don Lupo. And I'm Rick Watts. With News Wrap, a summary of some of the news in or affecting the gay and lesbian community for the week ending March 31st, 2007. A crowd estimated at from 500 to 1,000 people marched in New York City on March 29th, and 27 were arrested as ACT UP, the AIDS Coalition to Unleash Power, celebrated its 20th birthday. Demonstrators demanded a single-payer health care system and drug price controls. The most vocal of ACT UP's original founders, Larry Kramer, had called for renewed street activism in a speech at the city's LGBT center two weeks earlier. 
I couldn't believe so many people turned up, he told gay journalist Rex Wachner. This was an extraordinary start for the new ACT UP, with a turnout bigger than any of us hoped for or imagined. The demonstrators marched from the Federal Building to City Hall to Trinity Church to the New York Stock Exchange to the Charging Bull Sculpture at Bowling Green Park, where 27 people were arrested when they blocked traffic with a die-in. Among those taken into custody was Paz Magazine founder Sean Strubb. The marchers chanted, same old bullshit 20 years later, and health care for people, not for profit. According to spokeswoman Kathy Renna, this protest kicks off a campaign by activists to ensure that universal access to health care becomes a major campaign issue for candidates during the 2008 presidential race. A much smaller anniversary demonstration took place in San Francisco the same day as the New York march. Co-organizer Michael Petrellis said about 50 to 75 people marched on the sidewalk from 18th Street in Castro to a site on Market Street where they staged a sidewalk die-in. There were no arrests. Officials at Mississippi College in Clinton, Mississippi, had five more equality riders arrested for walking onto university property this week, and local authorities decided to bring their cases to trial. Some had prior convictions for civil disobedience-style trespassing, which apparently angered the judge. All five riders were fined $250 and sentenced to 10 days in jail. The judge said that the jail sentences would be suspended as long as the young activists aren't arrested on any other charges for the next two years. The three riders with prior convictions were also sentenced to four days community service, but they vowed after completing their service to rejoin the ride when it reaches Alabama. Arab lesbians defied Islamic protesters and societal prejudice to gather at a rare conference this week in the northern Israeli city of Haifa. Many of the attendees said they were sad that the only place safe enough to hold a conference for Arab lesbians was in a Jewish area of the city, which has a mixed Arab-Jewish population. Poetry readings, music, and Arab women rappers entertained the conference, called Home and Exile in Queer Experience, organized by Azwat, a group for Arab lesbians that has members in Israel, the West Bank, and Gaza Strip. Homosexuality, which is strictly forbidden by Islam, is considered taboo among most of Israel's Arab citizens, who make up about 20% of the country's population. Outside the conference hall, women protesters in headscarves and long, loose robes held up signs reading, God, we ask you to guide these lesbians to the true path. Security was tight. Attendance was by invitation only, and perhaps 20 women attended the conference. Reporters were not allowed to take photographs, use tape recorders, or identify any of the attendees by name. But finally, an openly gay man known and admired around the world, Sir Elton John, celebrated his 60th birthday on March 24th by throwing a lavish party at a New York cathedral, followed by an emotional concert at Madison Square Garden the next evening. Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne, Donatella Versace, Pierce Brosnan, and Elizabeth Hurley were among 400 guests who attended the star-studded birthday bash at Cathedral Church of St. John the Divine. The party included a video tribute to Sir Elton, who sold more than 200 million albums worldwide, produced by his civilly united spouse, David Furnish. It featured messages from Sir Paul McCartney, Rod Stewart, Celine Dion, and Jim Carrey. The Madison Square Garden concert also marked John's record-setting 60th performance there. Michael Caine, Rosie O'Donnell, Barbara Walters, K.D. Lang, and Kiefer Sutherland were among several celebrities in the audience. Introduced by former U.S. President Bill Clinton, the pop star kicked off his 30-song concert, appropriately enough, with 60 Years On. He was also joined on stage by Whoopi Goldberg, Robin Williams, and songwriting partner Bernie Taupin, who led the audience in singing Happy Birthday. Thank you for making my birthday special, he told a cheering crowd, concluding the concert with his first hit, Your Song. 
That's News Wrap for the week ending March 31, 2007. Follow the news in your area. An informed community is a strong community. News Wrap was written by Greg Gordon and recorded at the studios of KPFK Los Angeles. For This Way Out, I'm Rick Watts. And I'm Don Lupo. Remember, you can hear more News Wrap stories and the entire half hour of This Way Out anytime online at outinamerica.com. All one word. Also this week, three musical journeys intersect at the audiophile. A gay Indonesian fights human rights abuses. And it's a blunderbuss for GOP presidential hopeful John McCain's Straight Talk Express. For all that and more, this week log on to thiswayout.org and click on the link that says to Out in America. (laughs) (laughs) Can you draw that out a little bit more? (laughs) The link only says Out in America. (laughs) Okay, go. (laughs) Well, now, hilarity aside, let's check in on the local and regional news from our own IMRU news team. Welcome, Kid and Vivian. Thank you very much, Curtis and Kareem. We want to laugh too, you know. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll see, right. how see how it goes. If, if we can laugh. Yeah. Well, we're going to continue to give you some news stories. And right now, a story from the Associated Press announced that the seminary that is considered the flagship of conservative Judaism will now accept gay and lesbian applicants. The incoming chancellor, Arnold Eisen, said the decision was made after extensive discussions and a survey on the issue, as well as a meeting with the school's trustees. The larger and more liberal reform Jewish movement, as well as the smaller Reconstructionist wing, allows gays to become rabbis, while the Orthodox branch bars gays and women from ordination. That sounds familiar, and you know what? The picture seems to be getting clearer. It's about men in any denomination, race, color, or creed who are trying to hang on to patriarchy. That's just my two cents. Last month, a small conservative seminary in Los Angeles, the Zeigler School of Rabbinic Studies at the University of Judaism, announced that it has accepted its first openly gay and lesbian applicants. For further detail, you can visit uh, uh, J-T- JSA.edu. Iowa State Senate passed a bill Monday to extend civil rights protections to gay, lesbian, and transgender people in the state, despite opposition from local business interests. The bill adds the words sexual orientation and gender identity to a list of protected characteristics under Iowa's Civil Rights Act. If it passes, Iowa would become the 19th state to ban workplace bias against gays and the 10th to have some protection regarding gender identity, either through statutes or court rulings, according to Lambda Legal. 365gay.com published a story about the sudden resignation of Pokey Chapman only weeks before the final four. I know these names. I I have no control over that. (laughs) Due to allegations of improper conduct with one or more former former players. This brings to the limelight. Yeah, what can I say? It was poking around. (laughs) Hey, I said I wanted to laugh too. (laughs) All right. This brings to the limelight a problem in women's sports rarely discussed. And that is homophobia in sports. Now, this is the serious part. 35 years after Title IX helped to even the playing field for female athletes, gay athletes still face discrimination. Donna Lopiano, the chief executive of the Women's Sports Foundation since 1992, states that it usually takes three generations to complete social change, and we're 35 years into a 60-year uphill climb. 
Chapman's departure was followed by Penn State coach Renee Portland's resignation. She ended a 27-year tenure that included allegations she discriminated against lesbian players, including one player who sued, saying she was forced from the program. Now, here's a quote. Any time an athlete such as former NBA player John Amici or WNBA star Cheryl Swoops publicly comes out, it helps break down the stereotypes, declared Helen Carroll, sports project director of the National Center for Lesbian Rights. Now, the Women's Sports Foundation is working to promote acceptance of gay athletes through the, quote, It Takes a Team initiative, which seeks to educate coaches, players, and parents about homophobia in sports. Go ahead. A little bit international news. A leading bishop has fueled the controversy over the Church of England and equality after being accused of refusing to employ a youth worker because he is gay. The Bishop of Hereford, the Right Reverend Anthony Prittis, blocked the appointment of said worker John Reaney, Reaney's lawyers say, despite the unanimous decision of an interview panel, including two vicars, to give him the job. Reaney, from North Wales, claims he had been told after the interview that confirmation that he had got the job from Prittis was just a formality. Instead, he was subjected to embarrassing and intimate questions about his private life before being informed by letter that he could not be offered the job because he was a practicing homosexual. Mm-hmm. Today, the California Supreme Court was urged to strike down as unconstitutional a law that bars same-sex couples from marriage, and we've heard all this before. As reported by 365gay.com, a brief was filed jointly by Lambda Legal, the National Center for Lesbian Rights, and the American Civil Liberties Union on behalf of 15 same-sex couples and California LGBT rights group Equality California. The attorneys argue that California state law barring same-sex couples from marriage discriminates based on sexual orientation and sex violates sexual orientation and sex violates the fundamental right to marry. Ah, well speaking of same-sex marriage, in 2005 the California legislature passed AB 849, the Religious Freedom and Civil Marriage Protection Act, which would allow same-sex couples to marry in California. The bill was vetoed by Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. A similar bill, AB 43, was reintroduced in December of last year and will be heard in committee later this month. Schwarzenegger has warned that if it passes, he will again veto it. The state has 30 days to respond to the arguments. No date has been set for oral arguments, and as a tag ending today, the city of San Francisco also filed a brief supporting same-sex marriage. Kid, did you say that Schwarzenegger has vowed to veto it again? Yeah. Oh, great. That's progress for you, folks. Yeah, right. Right. So, you know, that's another uphill battle. I don't know how we're going to push that through or get that going, but it doesn't look like there's any change in that area. Mm Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. I don't know. Any comments on the news source, news oh, yeah, stories you know that we read? I, I was just going to comment on the breaking news that we heard earlier here on IMRU News. I mean, IMRU. Uh, you may not have heard it anywhere else. Disney likes to make money. Right. Oh, that's, that's breaking news. I thought news. that was a flash. That, that, Thanks, you know, that was shocking for me. I mean, who <laughs> knew? I had no idea. <laughs> you know what I think we should do if we have a couple seconds, you know, uh, we should educate our public to the best we can about one kid, kid just said A-B. I used to always wonder, what the heck does A-B means? You know, but it's assembly bill. Right. right. Assembly you know, yes. okay, and you good. always hear these acronyms like A-B and H-R and right. stuff like that. And I think as we going into a very political next year, we should try and uh, educate ourselves and our audience about that kind of stuff. Because, I mean, I'm one of those people listening like to know, like, what does A-B stand for? Mm-hmm. Right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. 
That's it. It doesn't stand for abs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ab 849, yes. All right. <laughs> then why are we talking about it? <laughs> okay. Well, All right. Now, um, well, that's our news, and we get our news from various sources that you, our listeners, can also access, like planetout.com, 365gay.com, theadvocate.com. That's uh, that's it. And back to you, Curtis and Kareem. Well, thank you, Vivian and Kid, and also thanks to Pokey for that mm-hmm. hilarious uh, <laughs> part of the news. <laughs> I'm sure she's very welcome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. And now it's been the moment, folks, that you've all been holding your little uh, fingers uh, and toes for. (laughs) And breath. uh, And breath for. (laughs) It is what we do here, give away free tickets, but it's for Outfest Wednesday. It's our Outfest Wednesday ticket giveaway. Absolutely. And from Argentina comes a gay Bonnie and Clyde story, which I guess would make it a Clyde and Clyde story. (laughs) It's the torrid crime thriller Burnt Money or... Plata quemada. Nice. Did you like Curtis. how I said that? Ooh, I love yeah. how you roll that. You're very yeah. Latino. Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the notorious bank robbers and lovers Nene and Angel, known as the <laughs> twins, for their matching and stunning good looks, are preparing for their greatest heist. But when breaches of security jeopardize their safety, the threat proves just the fuel to reignite their burning love. You know, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and, and gay coming-of-age movies movies are all over the place, right? You know, and we were having this conversation like another gay coming of age story, but <laughs> this is not a gay coming of age story. This is a gay is crime another? thriller, <laughs> and the cool one of the cool things is it's based on a true story. Yeah. I'm, oh. And it's going to be screening this Wednesday, April 4th at 7.30 p.m. at the Egyptian Theater in Hollywood. And at this moment, folks, we have two pairs of tickets to Plata Quemada. Burnt money. I wanted to say that. <laughs> to give a, we want to give it away right now. So if you give us a call at 818-985-5735, or if you want to be fancy, it is actually 818-985-KPFK. So try the letters and see if you get here first. <laughs> 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 call us for those tickets now, and good luck. And while you're dialing, let's listen to this. What? <laughs> this. Hi, this is Kelly Madison inviting you to join us Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. on Beautiful Struggle. A just world is possible, and each week we bring you people who intend to make it real. What happens with the African American in this country, I think it's important for everybody to realize, affects every one of us. The inner city, the, the communities uh, that they call poor, but in reality, they're communities that are really rich, rich people with determination, rich with people with the ability to uh, sustain themselves over all of these years and years and years of capitalism and, and sexism and racism. Lesson from the Zapatistas is like it's not about changing this world, it's about creating another world. Every individual must tune into their individual responsibility to simply be and live up to themselves. Now let us begin. Now let us rededicate ourselves to the long and bitter but beautiful struggle for a new world. Join the dialogue Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. on Beautiful Struggle. Yes, folks, uh, we want to remind you that you're tuned in to IMRU on KPFK 90.7 FM Los Angeles, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara. The time is 7.31 and 13 seconds. I'm Kareem Ferguson. And I'm Curtis Crick, and let's say a quick congratulations to our Outfest ticket winners, Curtis and Kareem. Yes. What, what do you know? We're That's going to Burnt Kemada. <laughs> With Nene and Angel. No, no, they're still taking the names. But if you didn't win, you can still attend Wednesday's screening of Burnt Money or Plata Quemada. It's at 7.30 p.m. 
And don't forget, you also can see a gay-themed film each Wednesday night. So not just this Wednesday, but every Wednesday night. That's what I just said, right? <laughs> um, and this will also be at the Egyptian Theater, which is located at 6712 Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> Did you mean to do that? I meant to do that. Okay. <laughs> just two blocks east of Highland in Hollywood. It's and a beautiful theater. I mean, have you been? It's beautiful. I've been inside. I actually yes. saw, um, I think, Will Smith inside in, like, I don't remember, iRobot. Hey, you um, know what? We do have congratulations. It's to Crystal and Mo, Mo Nicholas. Nicholas. Who the heck is Mo? Hi, oh, Mo rather Nicholas. just Nicholas. Okay, say it with a Spanish accent. Cristal, Cristal, Cristal and Nicholas. Okay. And now let's turn to the world of California politics. As long as we're saying absurd things, for the latest, we check in with Boyce Hinman of the Lambda Letters Project. So take it away, Boyce. Hello, this is Boyce Hinman of the Lambda Letters Project. I'm calling today's commentary, Surprising Heroes. You may want to get a paper and pencil ready, because at the end of this commentary, I'll give you some legislators' phone numbers to call. Making assumptions about people sometimes causes you to overlook gold. Take, for example, Assemblymember Chuck DeVore. He is a conservative Republican. Last year, Lambda Letters Project gave him a score of 0% on LGBTI issues. And yet, for the second time now, he has introduced legislation that would be very beneficial to the LGBTI community. In 2005, DeVore introduced AB 12. This bill would have created a brief document that the owner of a home could use to grant ownership of his or her home to someone else when the homeowner dies. If the homeowner did this, the beneficiary would get title to the home the instant the homeowner dies. A more traditional way of passing ownership of a home to a beneficiary is to create a will, passing ownership of the home to that beneficiary. The problem with this is that wills have to be approved by probate court. This often takes years. It is also very expensive. For example, the probate cost for a $200,000 home could easily be over $6,000. Some beneficiaries can't afford that. AB 12 would have avoided those costs. Frankly, DeVore introduced AB 12 to help heterosexual senior citizens who live together to share expenses but who do not marry to avoid the woman losing her Social Security benefit or having it reduced. Often only one of them owns the home they live in. If that homeowner dies first, the other person could be out on the street without a place to live. The purpose of AB 12 was to avoid that problem. But we at Lambda Letters realized AB 12 could have helped same-sex couples as well. Often these couples move in together in middle life. Often one of them owns the home they live in. Who knows if the relationship is going to last? So the homeowner does not rush to make his or her partner co-owner of their home. But if that owner dies unexpectedly, the partner could be out on the street. It is not uncommon for the relatives of the deceased to rush in and force the partner out. So Lambda Letters supported the bill. Nevertheless, it faced stiff opposition in the Assembly Judiciary Committee. 
A majority of Democrats and Republicans said the bill should be sent for study to the California Law Revision Commission, and that is what happened. So the benefits of the bill were lost to us all. But wait a minute. The commission decided the law is a great idea, so they sponsored a new bill introduced by Assemblymember DeVore. This new version is AB 250, or AB 250. AB 250 does all the things AB 12 would have done. The bill must first be approved by the Assembly Judiciary Committee. Three legislators from Los Angeles County are on that committee. I urge you to call their offices and leave messages asking them to support AB 250 in the Assembly Judiciary Committee. It would be best to call their Sacramento offices, but a call to their district office would help if you prefer doing that. Here are their names and phone numbers. Assemblymember Mike Fuhr, district phone number, area 310-367-9558. Assemblymember Mike Krikorian, District phone number, area 818-500-7139. Assemblymember Lloyd Levine. District phone number, area code 818-904-3840. These are good legislators, but it would be helpful if you called their offices and left messages asking them to support AB 250. That will help LGBTI couples. Again, this is Boyce Hinman of the Lambda Letters Project. Thank you for listening. Bye now. Boyce always has really timely and important information. He does an excellent job keeping us up on what's going on up there in Sacramento. And I got to tell you, I... I can't keep it all straight in my head sometimes, you know, I mean, or or at least, you know, queer I, in my I, head. I agree with you. I, I, I thank you, Boyce, and and I, I appreciate that information, but it is a little bit uh, over, overwhelming, you know, absolutely. and so um, we need to, I hope Boyce has a, does he have a website? Totally you know? online, absolutely. I can't remember if it's Landers, Landa, lambdaletters.org or if it's Lambda Letters Project. It's Lambda Letters Project. That's what we're being told, lambdalettersproject.org. So if, Check it out. And AB stands again for Assembly Bill 250. Thanks, man. This Tonight's show has been brought to you by the letters A and B. And now let's hear a little bit more. <laughs> now let's hear a little bit more Sister Funk. Here they are with Sister Funk. Did we or funk him out not. too much? Yeah. Um, Hi. Hi, Sister Funk. We're, we're, I'm really enjoying we're, we're, sister, sister Funk music so far this evening. It, they were great. So um, we, while we get through this little well, you know, you can check out Sister Funk online at sisterfunk.com. I know that. That's, that's where we can check. So totally. if you can't hear them here right now, as they're trying to fix the uh, music oh, back Oh, you know there. what? Let's go into the next interview thing. Why don't we just do that? That's a great idea. Don't you think that's a great Let's idea? Let's move on right on. And who, I that could, would I be... I could sing. That's, no, no, we don't want you to sing. <laughs> we don't want you. Well, Should you know we, what? Let's turn to page seven, shall we, Kareem? And, we sure and you can. start there at the top of the page, and you where tell us what says, we're doing. Where does it Okay, it says right here what we'll do next. Okay, here we go, like little mice. Um, <laughs> Alec Mappa, listen up, folks, has had a wonderful career playing diverse roles. He came to the public's attention with a starring role on stage in M. Butterfly. 
Since then, he's gone on to essay. Wow, that's such a beautiful term, well, essay. You. When you and and the writer who's wrote this for me, since I'm not really good at writing stuff, <laughs> he says he's gone on to essay challenging roles on stage, TV, and film. Grateful for support from the LGBT community, Alec is always looking for ways to give back. Here's Alec talking to IMRU's Rita Gonzalez about his latest adventure giving back to our community. Well, we're excited to have Alec Moffa back on IMRU. Hello, darling. We've How are missed you. you. I've it's... missed you as well. Let's talk about a little bit about you. Some people may not know your work. Some I don't people know may they... not know about me. I, I know it's it's really hard. You've been living here. under a rock, especially here at KPFK <laughs> or IMRU. Hello, listeners. This is Alec Moffa. I'm America's Gaysian sweetheart, and uh, I live in Los Angeles. I'm an actor. I'm currently recurring on Desperate Housewives. I know. I love you on that show. I was so yeah. excited to see you on that show. Me too. I worked with Mark Cherry several seasons ago on a show that didn't do so well called Some of My Best Friends, which was with Jason Bateman and Danny Nucci, and it was on CBS. So, you know, I kept in touch with Mark. I was still really good friends with him. And then when my show that I was doing on UPN for four seasons, Half and Half, got canceled, Mark said, why don't you do our show? And I was like, well, of course. <laughs> well, first, first noticed you in M. Butterfly. M. Butterfly, That's yeah, right. when I was a child star 20 years ago. That was over almost 20 years ago. Can Is you believe it, that? I can't. You have a new show. It I is, have a new show. A yes, new show an that evening I, with Alec Moppa. That's right. It's at the Gay and Lesbian Center, April 7th. If you haven't gotten your tickets, call now because we're going to. It's yeah. just one one night. Just one night. So I'm we taping only have it. One, you're taping it. Right? Yeah, it's being taped for uh, live broadcast. So if you are sitting in the audience, you might end up on network television. What is the show about? The show's about the travels that I've been doing lately. I've been traveling all over the country doing work for the Human Rights Campaign. And and really kind of the first half of the show is is kind of discovering what it's like to be gay in the rest of the country. On both coasts, we tend to live in communities that affirm who we are. Mm -hmm. But I've met people in Ohio who aren't out at work because there's no legislation in Ohio that will protect you from being fired if your boss is homophobic. And just... Uh, it's just really interesting meeting people from different communities all across the country. So I've, so the show's about that. The show's also about my wedding. I had a wedding last year. You did? I got married, yeah. The people in corporate retail are in the forefront in the fight for marriage equality because we registered at Crate and Barrel, Macy's, and Williams-Sonoma, and nobody batted an eyelash. In fact, on the registry forms here in California, it no longer just says bride or groom. It says registrant or co-registrant. Well, but, congratulations on your marriage. That's really thank exciting. Thank you. Thank you. So you're still on your honeymoon. I'm still on my honeymoon. Yeah, well, we went to Kauai for our honeymoon huh? last year, about this time, in uh, April. And this year, for our one-year anniversary, I'm going to be doing stand-up on an Atlantis cruise, an Atlantis gay cruise. So we're going to get to go to Hawaii again. So, oh, and they talk about the cruises a lot. I've been doing a lot of gay cruises recently. I just did my first one um, in January, and then I'm going to be doing the Rosie O'Donnell cruise in July, and then I'm doing another one to Barcelona in August, so that's really exciting. Yeah. And here I am, a world traveler, and, and on the radio with you. Yes, and married. <laughs> I mean, just it's just amazing how life just changes. I know, I know, and I, you know, it's so funny because it was like it was like coming full circle. My mother passed away 15 years ago, but my father was in the front row at my wedding. My Filipino Catholic father. And my partner's Christian fundamentalist parents, you know, they're Church of Christ. So oh. they're, you know, Bible, 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 Bible. But they were so, they know how much we love each other. And that day, it became very clear to me that how close my family was and how we all want the same things. 
was clear to them that we just wanted the same things as they did. You know, the only difference is we're gay, so we want nicer things. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great that you know how much they've changed too, your parents. I mean, uh, there was a real evolution for them as well. I mean, I think that as gay people, you know, by the time we come out, we're really militant about it. You know, we've given it a lot of thought, and we want to empower ourselves. But we forget that our parents have to have their process as well. And for my Filipino Catholic father, he had to have his process in terms of coming to terms with me being gay. And it took a couple of years, more years than I thought it would, till it became a comfortable subject that Mm -hmm. we could talk about. But it was very, very interesting because when my mother passed away, no, this is a cute story, I promise you. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) uh, No, when my mother was in intensive care, she had a stroke. That's what she passed away from. But um, when she was in intensive care at San Francisco General Hospital, and there were all these big, beefy, you know, muscle queens and everything, and they were so gentle with her. They were Mm -hmm. so respectful, and she absolutely loved them. And when my father saw that, how sweet and respectful and wonderful and what great care they took of her in her last final days, it just changed him forever. And he, you know, in fact, when he walked out of the hospital, he, he said, I can never have that prejudice anymore because of how they treated your mom. And I was like, well, it didn't matter that I've been your son for the past But that's <laughs> different. It's years. just when you see other people and you just right. forget. I mean, you always love your child. I think, I think also that, you know, my, my father always equated, you know, manhood with masculinity. And when he saw a group of outwardly effeminate men and what strength it took to be so gentle with somebody who is in such a state of distress. These were big right. guys, but their gentleness is what really made eased her suffering. Yes. And that just changed everything. It changed his perception. He just saw gay men in a completely different way. Oh, and yes. I think, uh, you know, Filipino men are all, are very much like Latino men. There's, you know, it's like very much, there's a lot of machismo. So he would instantly go to that reactionary place where he's seen an effeminate guy or effeminate behavior, he'd instantly be offended by it. And now it just, it doesn't even register. So it's interesting. But we do also forget that in the middle part of of the United States, there is still some prejudice. Oh, there's there's prejudice here. I remember one of the uh, press conferences I gave for that CBS show that I did years ago. uh, One of the reporters said, uh, aren't we over this? Aren't we over the whole gay thing? And I said, you know, we'll be over it when I could hold my boyfriend's hand in Orange County without getting a rock thrown at me. We don't have to go that far outside of this neighborhood in order to feel not safe. And it just seems so ridiculous when you think about it, that you can't just be yourself. And that's the funny thing about the the cruises. You know, the wonderful thing about the cruises is that you have a whole week where you can just absolutely be yourself. And you don't even think about that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you could feel people's walls kind of coming down and down and down and down mm-hmm. towards the end of the week till, you know, by the end of the week, people are walking around their underpants in the elevator <laughs> after a party. <laughs> Well, now let's talk about this. That's event. how the universe should be. Okay. In well, my universe. Okay. <laughs> and I'm sure in others too, but we won't go there. Anyway, let's talk about the event. You have an event coming up. It's only one night, and it is benefiting the LA Gay and Lesbian Center. It's going to be at the right. Renberg Theater. At the Renberg Theater. On April 7th, and it's one night only. One night only. Yeah, so it's either. And we're taping event. it. We're taping right. it and um, if for future broadcast, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun because I have a special that's still running on Logo. I taped it two years ago. Ago and it's still running on the gay network on a loop. Oh. And so people are tired of hearing me t- 
tell the same rotten jokes over so and over okay, again. So it's new, so it, new stuff. New stuff. New material. New, I promise. Okay, I promise. Good. It'll well, be all you, new stuff. For tickets, can go online at org slash box office, or you can call, like some people still like to do, yes. 323-860-7300. Alex, thank you so much I'll for see you here. all there. Thanks oh, for having yeah, me. I wouldn't miss it for anything. And we have one pair of tickets to give away to... Um, <sighs> Some lucky One listeners. Pair of tickets. Yes, so call right now. And they'd, they'd be the only comps because it's benefiting the center. That's so right. That's so you right. have to call so right now. Very special. 818 985 5735. And we're going to just pick a random caller right now. Thanks. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. An Evening with Alec Mappa is written and performed by Alec himself is going to be at the Renberg Theater, 1125 North McCadden Place in Hollywood. For tickets, again, you can call 323-860-7300 or log on to lagaycenter.org forward slash box office. And we are giving away uh, one pair of tickets, but uh, wow, the phones have really lit up here. You can try and get through 818-985-5735, right? 818-985-KPFK? That'd be the ticket. spellers. (laughs) For those spellers. (laughs) Interdigitators. And with more options for your nightlife, not to mention your day life and whatever life you have, here's our own Miguel Vasquez with the IMRU Community Calendar. Good evening, my friend. Good evening, Curtis and Kareem. Let's get started. Curtis, let me tell you, living in a fast-paced world, I feel like I don't have time for my spirituality. Well, if you want to be in touch with your spirituality, the Westlake Church in Westlake Village offers a spirituality out class every third Thursday at 7 p.m. If you're interested, the address is 880 V. Hampshire Road. Again, the address is 880 V. Hampshire Road. Or you can contact the Westlake Church at 805-495-0105. Thanks, Miguel. Does he know something about me? I, 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 I know. Your kind of life. <laughs> and on every Thursday, the center in Orange County has the Gate Seniors out in Garden Grove. The center is located at 12800F Garden Grove Boulevard. For more information, you can call the center at 714-534-0862, extension 114. Once again, the number is 714 714- 534-0862, extension 14. For those of you who have not had the opportunity to see Lovers and Lullabies, it is still playing at the Celebration Theater in Los Angeles. The Celebration Theater is located at 7051 Santa Monica Boulevard. Again, the address is 7051 Santa Monica Boulevard. Or for more information, you can call directly to 323-957-1884. And don't forget about Beautiful Things, same theater, through April 15th, I think, right? Yeah. Yes, it is, April 15th. That's right. On April 6th and 7th, you can catch the Lisa and Lorna show at the Cavern Club Casita del Campo restaurant in Silver Lake. The Cavern Club is located at 1920 Hyperion Avenue. For more information on the show, you can call them at 323 662 4255. Once again, the number is 323-662-4255. Kareem, did you know that on April 8, CLAD, the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation will be celebrating their 17th Annual Media Awards at the Kodak Theater at 5 o'clock? I sure didn't know that, Miguel. Tell me more, please. Are you nominated? Uh, not this year. Oh. Uh, almost, but not this year. <laughs> that way, that's the reason you don't know, right? Exactly. <laughs> Because you're not nominated. <laughs> Good, Miguel. I like him. 
Okay, the address is 6801 Hollywood Boulevard in Los Angeles. For more information, you can call the Kodak Theater at 310-491-1401. Once again, the number is 310-491-1401. Lastly, on this week's calendar, the Elliott Gay and Lesbian Center offers homeless services for youth between the ages of 15 and 24 who doesn't have a place to live. The center offers services such as breakfast, showers, counseling, and many more. For more information, you can contact the LA Gay and Lesbian Center at 323-993-7501. If you have an event that you would like to be announced here on IMRU, please email us at imru at kpfk.org. Or if you miss any of this calendar, you can read it by logging on to www.kpfk.org. Click Programs, then IMRU. Until next time, have a great week. This is Miguel Vasquez. Miguel, thank you very well much. Done. Well done. I didn't know that the uh, LA Gay and Lesbian Center did that. I think that's really important work. Yeah, it's really uh, great d- to hear. To do the glad thing? Oh, the no, homeless no, no, thing. No, the, the homeless yeah, thing. The homeless, you know, yeah, that's, you know, hey, the glad thing is great, but the yeah, homeless thing. That's, no, you're absolutely right. It's more important. It's a, well, it is. All right, it is. Feed, feeding there, people. All right. Homeless I, people. I agree. It is. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Curtis. Well, well, well. The party could go on all night, All folks. night. It has felt like all a party. All night long, but that's all the time I have for you this week. <laughs> well, actually, we have for you. Well, she's telling me we have two minutes. We have two minutes. And she's telling me I can more talk party. for two minutes. So party can, more. Party more. Party hard. Hey, party you know more. what? You know, what? Uh, in addition to the calendar, don't forget uh, the mini gay day is going to be happening this Saturday, April um, 7th. And that's to we I, 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 for those of you who are just tuning in, um, you really missed out. You need to um, go on the archives and listen to the interview because it was really funny. Yes, Eddie Shapiro was on here talking about gay days this this Saturday. This Saturday, gay days. And he wrote a really at Disneyland. <clears throat> he wrote a really cool book, folks, and it has a long title. So listen up. It's called <laughs> Queens in the Kingdom. The Ultimate Gay and Lesbian Guide to Life at Disney. All Things Disney. All I don't know. It's Disney. in the script somewhere, but and I he threw told, that page there, away. There are clues was... in there to where you can make out and neck. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, that was... He, he, I, I, fairy I think facts. that making out in the uh, Hall of Presidents is somewhat not in keeping with the solemnity of the occasion. I, I'm not sure. True. However, I like the fact that, I mean, he's a fair guy. He talked about civil rights. True, you know, true. You which is a, it's a real interesting juxtaposition, if if I could use that word. You can neck <laughs> in the Hall of Presidents, but then you can also talk about. You can listen to Lincoln talk about civil rights. You can stop just long enough to hear yeah. Lincoln talking about civil, civil rights. rights. What are you trying plan. to say, Rita? She's like yelling at us through the window. We can't hear you. Listen, we <laughs> definitely want to say. I know she's not. We want to say thanks to tonight's director and executive producer, who is Rita Gonzalez, and who has done an excellent job with tonight's show, as well as tonight's technical engineer, Ralph. Radabaugh, who I believe had an assist from Rita earlier in the evening. And a special thanks to all the other talented staff and volunteers, both in front of and behind the mics. Well, you know what? All of our staff is volunteers, just so you know. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't come. want to create the impression that there's a class system, system. here at IMRU. It's a, we're all volunteer staff. That's true. Who and are those people? Karina? Those people are people like uh, Kathy Sanchez, Fabulous Bingtel, Vivian Marie, who you heard give the news this evening, Kid Bylog, and Miguel Vasquez. Exactly. And a great big thanks to you, our listeners who support listener-powered radio, powered by the people here at IMRU on KPFK.
We'll also like to we would also like to send out good vibes to our friends who are continuing their recovery. Um, I'm I am RU volunteers as well. Steve Pride and Mark Armstrong. Hey guys, we are all thinking about you, sending you lots of love, and hope to see you very soon again. And if you, our listeners, have story ideas out there or topics you'd like to hear us cover, or you just want to hear more information about, you got to let us know. Email us at imru at kpfk.org, or better yet, you can come on down and join the IMRU Collective. That's absolutely right, because we're always on the lookout for new, talented people who would like to contribute to us. Absolutely. Be sure to tune in again next week at 7 o'clock for another party. And by that, I mean another edition of IMRU right here on KPFK 90.7 FM. Amen. And as we go out tonight, let's hear one more time from Sister Funk. Come on, Sister Funk. Check them out online at sisterfunk.com. That's one word, folks. This is from their CD called Pursuit of the Groove. Here's the song, Crazy. Good Good night, everybody. Gone. You're gonna be home in a field they already know.